morning, and thank you for joining us. It is uh, Wednesday morning where we are seeing some moisture in the way of snow for a big chunk of the province. Some places it's already stopped, other places just getting going. Saskatoon and central Saskatchewan have been getting snow pretty much since the middle of the night and uh, will be continuing off and on for the next little bit. So accumulations in some parts of the province, two to three inches of snow over the next little while. Temperature wise, though, staying fairly mild for the province for the week. We're seeing highs, you know, most days around minus five, minus seven, somewhere in there. It's just uh, some moisture, which farmers are going to be happy about. There's no doubt about that. In fact, we're going to be talking with Sean Haney later this week from Real Ag on the weekend. And uh, Sean uh, will will follow through with exactly what we know farmers are saying. We definitely need to see some moisture. So getting a little bit of snow, knowing that we've made it through a big chunk of the winter without a ton of snow. In fact, without a ton of, ton of cold weather has been very, very nice. So we'll... Uh, We'll take it for sure. February is heart month. And I'm not just talking because of Valentine's Day. It's a month where we take a little bit of time, bring some extra attention to the issue of heart health. We talk about heart disease, for example, which is the second leading cause of death in Canada and the importance of taking care of your heart. We just heard the story the other day, Hockey Hall of Famer Lanny McDonald suffered a cardiac event on Sunday. He was returning home to Calgary from the NHL All-Star Game and weekend in Toronto. He was in the Calgary airport and he just all of a sudden could tell something was not right. He was suffering what they're calling a cardiac event. He posted a thank you on social media for two nurses that were there. They jumped into action and were able to save his life. Often it comes down to that. It comes down to the timing comes down to someone being there with the expertise or potentially the equipment that they need in order to save a life. And that's why my next guest is uh, someone that I've been looking forward to chatting with. Kirby Drury is joining me now from Saskatoon. And Kirby has a story from a few years ago that uh, will really, I think, illustrate the importance of having AEDs available and accessible in buildings. And not only that, but having people understanding where they are and how to use them. Kirby joins me now. Thanks for taking the call, Kirby. Not a problem. How are you today? I'm great. I appreciate you being here. So your story is fascinating to me. I'd like you to maybe let's start off talking about what your life was like prior to March of 2005 when when you had your incident. Uh, what did life look like for you? You and I are actually close to the same age by the looks of it, saying you were 35 in, in 2005, so I'm just doing some quick math. What, what did life look like for you in terms of uh, stress, in terms of how active you were, all of those types of things? Uh, you know, back in 2005, I was uh, um, just getting into partnership with my accounting practice. Uh, we had bought a new house. Um, we were just living a good life. I had three young girls. Uh, everything was going really good, playing hockey, playing squash, doing other things, and uh, just really, really enjoying life, not knowing uh, what was coming. And so it was actually during a hockey game, is that right, in March of 2005 that things changed for you? Absolutely correct, yes. Yeah, what, what was, ha- uh, playing. Walk us through that. What happened? Well, I, I was playing hockey uh, out at Gemini and, and uh, started feeling faint on the ice. And, and you know, I, I was in the middle of tax season. I didn't think anything of it um, other than I hadn't eaten that day and, and whatnot. So, and all of a sudden I just went down to my knees and... and uh, fell on my face and that's 
the last I remember until uh, uh, they revived me on the ice with the AED. And you, you, so the last you remember is feeling faint, um, and then your next memory is what? Were you still in the rink when you you remember oh, yeah. waking up? Yeah, yeah, I was laying on the ice and thinking, okay, guys. Thanks for getting me up again. Let's uh, finish the game and get back to work. And they're all standing uh, around you saying, "Kirby, you're uh, we're not we're not finishing this game." Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was it was it was, uh, it was scary. And in talking to some of my teammates, it was really scary for them as well. So and so, were you, you then did they call an ambulance for you, or did you? Yeah. How did you get to the hospital? Yeah, yeah. An ambulance picked me up, took me to the hospital, and they started you know all doing all the tests. My wife actually beat me to the hospital. Uh, she had heard through a friend's wife that I played with that it was going on, and and um, yeah, no, just got to the hospital, and and uh, you know, of course, my age was was quite the um, puzzle for them because it doesn't normally happen to to thirty five year olds, right? So, um, so yeah, so then it was just off to okay, let's try to figure this out. And so what they found, you went through a whole bunch of tests. It it actually wasn't blockages that caused your problem, was it, Kirby? No, no, no. It was it was uh uh my and I'm gonna get this wrong, but my left vent, lower ventricle was enlarged and therefore the electronics in your heart w- weren't working properly. So uh it stopped my heart. Um and uh so they they think after a number of tests and everything it was just a virus got into me at some point in time. They don't know when, and it's it affected my heart. So I think they call it cardiomyopathy. Correct? Is that's, is that's the, what I have? Yeah. 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 So you know, before we before we get kind of go back to the treatment that you got at the rink, what have you had to do now? How do you manage this going forward? Are there changes that you've had to make to your life? Yeah, uh, yeah, no. The the life got back to normal pretty quick. I, I was I was uh, short story. I, I went to Calgary, got an uh, internal defibrillator installed, and uh, you know, pretty much got back to normal life within about six months. And and uh, really, for the most part, it's been unhindering, other than a few other incidences in the last uh, eighteen years. So. Mm-hmm. And so this is now something, it's uh, an implant, it's uh, something you live with. Are you, are you on meds, anything like that? Oh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on meds for life, for sure. And, and uh, uh, some of the, my antiarrhythmia meds are hard on my body and hard on my other organs. So it, I keep doing tests on that and everything's coming up clean and everything, but you just don't know, right? Yeah, so. for sure. Kirby Drury is my guest from Saskatoon sharing, and I appreciate you sharing, Kirby, your personal story of cardiac arrest. The reason we're talking about this is we're, we're talking about the importance of AEDs. And so in, in many ways, it was lucky that there were people there that knew what to do based on what your symptoms were and what they witnessed in terms of you collapsing on the ice. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, about those people that came to help you to your aid that day? Well, absolutely. I, you know, as luck was, was uh, on me, we were playing uh, the Saskatoon Police Service hockey team, um, which was always a fun game because it was always rough and tumble. But uh, uh, as soon as I went down, I think they they recognized it right away, uh, called to the attendant, get the AED. It was behind the bar. Everyone knew where it was. Uh, they got it down to me fairly quick and uh, and shocked me and... and um, you know, I had the, the, the one guy, the one uh, officer that, that helped me out came to see me in the hospital three days later, and he said, you're the, 
eleventh person I've done CPR on, and you're the first one that I've met. Wow! So that that tells you the importance of the AED yeah. right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, I can even tell you in my career, CPR is something I've done a a large number of times. Uh, the number of people that actually survive with just CPR. It's there's a number, but it's it's low compared to the AED and the advancements we've seen there. Well, this is uh, I love a good news story, and uh, this one has obviously a, a happy ending. Uh, sorry that you went through this back in 2005, but very happy Kirby for you and your family uh, that now you know you continue to live life. And I very much appreciate you being willing to share your story with us today. Not a problem. I think it's an important message to get out. Yeah, for sure. And the, and the importance of AEDs. We're going to have Troy Davies coming in here shortly uh, from MetaV, and we're going to talk a little bit more about AEDs. In fact, he's going to give us a, a quick demonstration and kind of the simplicity of how easy they are to use, but the importance of having them nearby. And I think you're a great example of, of why that's so important. Kirby, thanks again so much for, for being willing to join us and share your story. No problem. Kirby Drury is uh, the guest from Saskatoon who was saved by an AED back in 2005. It actually led to, as he talked about, a diagnosis of cardiomyopathy, which, of course, can be controlled through uh, various means and uh, allows you to go back living your normal life. But it really comes down to having someone there that knows what to do and knows how to help you. You know... I remember when we started our AED training, it was back actually probably not far off, 2005, 2006, that we were getting the training as police officers when this was uh, being rolled out. We were seeing AEDs becoming common in public places, and we were starting to carry the portable ones. Uh, We had them in the police service, but we also had the portable ones as well. And we had a couple of officers who received the training, this was in 2007, they received the training in the morning at the start of their shift. They grabbed their portable AEDs, they got into their police car, they log on and they start their shift after having just received the training right at the start of their shift. The very first call that came in was a person in distress, having a heart attack. Those officers go, they use an AED and... They bring him back to life, and he is alive and well today. I think he's uh, in his early 80s now, uh, but this was some 16 years ago. Uh, in fact, both of those officers, when they retired, they both retired here in the last couple of years. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to, to do their retirement ceremony, and we had this gentleman come in to both of their retirements, spend actually spend time at the retirement ceremony, shake their hands, and uh, recognize the important role that they played in, in his life through the use of an AED. Absolutely can be life-changing. And so we're going to continue this talk. We've got Troy Davies, the Director of Public Affairs for Medivy Health Services West, who is going to be coming in. And uh, we'll continue this conversation with a bit of an explanation as to how the the machines work because you often will see the sign as you're walking into, doesn't matter if it's a hockey rink, could be a bank, it could be anything. If there's an AED on site and you know the simple steps and how to use it, you could be the one that's the difference between life and death for someone if they have an incident involving their heart. So more on this and more on Heart Month when we come back on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.